Hi, podcast listeners. I'm Matteo Pistono, host of the Hay House Meditations podcast. And I'm here to invite you to our free five-day meditation challenge starting January 28th at hayhouse.com slash five days. There are so many benefits to meditation. In as little as five days, you can be on your way to sleeping better, feeling calmer, embracing life more, and finding ways to ease your physical pain. During the challenge, each day, you'll receive two free meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening. These guided meditations will help you unlock a happier and healthier you. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to two live webinars with me where I'll answer your meditation questions. And best of all, you'll be joining a like-minded, supportive community, making the commitment to change their lives by building a meditation practice that brings meaningful results. Whether you're brand new to meditation or a seasoned meditator, I really hope you'll join us starting on January 28th. Go to hayhouse.com slash five days to join now and download a free PDF where I share five ways to boost your meditation practice. That's hayhouse.com forward slash the number five D-A-Y-S. Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener, Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at hayhouse.com slash manifest. That's hayhouse.com slash manifest. Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. One little crazy thing, I know it's really silly, but I have this stopwatch that I uh, use when I run and when I swim and uh, all kinds of other things when I tame. And, you know, I have this lucky number, this number that's really meant a lot to me. It's number the number 18. Um, <laughs> and, um, because 18, I mean, in, in, uh, uh, in the Hebrew, the number 18 means life, Chaim, you know, and it's considered to be the most spiritual of all numbers because it really means one. And then eight is of course the symbol of infinity. Uh, so it's one, the number 18 is one infinite source. You know, and there, are, oh, you know, it's know not that. an accident. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's very considered a, a, a highly spiritual number. It's the, it's the number of uh, chapters in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, you know, and it's also the number of uh, the, the reverse of that. Eighty-one is the same as eighteen and numerically, and eighty-one is the number of verses in the Tao Te Ching, which is just so interesting. They, and they both were uh, created at about the same time, and. Um, 
And of course, there are 18 holes on a golf course. I mean, so that's. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but you'll hear that number coming up a lot. In fact, if you start being thinking about it and becoming conscious of it, you, it's just uh, you know, when people just arbitrarily throw out a number, it was like 18 hours, or it was 18 years, or it was 18 minutes, or whatever it is. You'll you'll hear that a lot, and it's a. Uh, uh, and it's just one infinite source. That's the. Thing. So anyway, I have this little thing where I stop. I try to stop my stopwatch. It, it's it goes uh, to hundredths of a second, so I can get uh, you know eighteen minutes and eighteen seconds, and then eighteen hundredths of a second. And I have been trying for six months to get that thing to stop at eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. <laughs> I know I got to get a life. That's what my kids say. <laughs> and um, and today, for the first time in six months of trying this, like once or twice every. Day. When because you have to wait till the watch hits 18 minutes and then 18 seconds and then you have to hit it and snap it right at that exact second, and I, I would get 18, 18, 16, 18, 18, 23, 17. I got it, and um, and today was the day it just it happened. I it took happens. a picture of it. I took a picture of my stopwatch. I sent it to all my kids. I sent a copy to Reed and I called Reed this morning, who was the president of Hay House in one of the busiest days of the year, and he said, "That's all you have to do is check your stopwatch." He said, "So." Anyway, today is a very magical day because it hit uh, number 18. And then tomorrow um, is uh, the day that uh, co-creating at its best. The book actually comes out. It will be available on uh, Amazon tomorrow. I think people are pre-ordering it. I have a copy right in front of me. And it's also been out on DVD, which they, they just ran out of, but they'll, be, they'll have them back in stock in a couple of days. And the uh, and the CD as well to play in your car or when you're walking or whatever. And it's um, so I wrote each one of my children. Uh, I have eight children, and I sent, and they're all adult children, and you know some of them are married, and they have children of their own, and, and all of that, and they're spread out around the country, and I sent the, a copy of the uh, of co-creating at its best, uh, the, the DVD and the CD, and I told them uh, that I wanted them to uh, to watch it, and I said it's the thing that I'm perhaps of all the things that I've done, all the 44 books that I've written, and. <clears throat> and so and and so many of the programs that I've been putting out over the years, all the lectures I've given and and products, you know, come up the gazoo, you know, uh, for years and years and years. I think this is the one thing, and it's like, and I'm not the centerpiece of this at all. It's uh, I'm just talking to this collection of uh, of, of energy um, called uh, Abraham that is channeled through uh, Esther Hicks, and uh, and previously she worked with her husband Jerry, and I knew Jerry and Esther very well. I started listening to the Abraham material. Louise loved the Abraham material, and she was very very close friends with. Uh, with Esther and Jerry, and um, we put together a, uh, you know, we put together this program, and I, and I just talked and asked the questions of, of uh, someone who's been who's coming from the other side, who's coming from an, an infinite consciousness, um, and has been there and channels this uh, this information. And for those of you who have a, uh, you know, who are skeptical about it, I'm one of them. You know, I was skeptical my whole life about these kind of things, about past lives and so on, and. And I've, I learned from the great 10th century mystic uh, Talopa. Uh, he said, uh, have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. And if you're even rejecting the idea that channeling could come through some, you know, someplace else, uh, I always like to remind people of what Mark Twain said. It isn't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so <laughs> that gets you into trouble. And very often we absolutely know for sure something that just turns out to be not so at all. So it's just a, it's an exciting thing, and I think this is one of the great teachings on our planet today. And I wanted each one of my children to um, to experience it. And I told them, I want you to 
not only watch it, but I want you to uh, watch it with your spouses and um, with your boyfriends or whatever and girlfriends. Or, um, and then I want you to write me back a letter, and I want you to tell me what, what impact it had on you, just a brief letter. And then, um, and then when you do that, I will uh, then send a nice contribution for your Christmas prosperity. <laughs> and without that letter, I won't be sending it. I know that probably sounds like bribery, <laughs> but it was really my way of knowing that, uh, that each one of them, I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do it now because I think there's a message in it for everybody and especially some of my children. So um, and I'm going to post uh, some excerpts from these letters uh, on, on my Facebook page uh, throughout the next month. But I got my first letter back from my daughter, Summer, who lives in, uh, who lives in Ohio. And she wrote me, I think it's 20, a 22-page letter, Diane. Wow, she must have really <laughs> um, been affected. <laughs> and she had no, she had heard me speak of it because I don't go, I don't go around in my family uh, and telling all the kids, uh, you know, that, that you have to follow what I teach and you have to read my books and you have to. I just, uh, I allow them to make up their own minds about it. Some of them are very interested. Some, it's just not, a, it's not a part of their life. They got other things in their life. Um, so um, they've heard me talk about Abraham, but I've never sat down and really gone into depth about uh, And even when I did this program, um, you know, my daughter Sky and Serena and uh, so they, they travel with me a lot. And so this is more, they're more familiar with it. But my other children, you know, have got a lot of things to go on in their own lives. They, they have, they have, I have nine grandchildren, so you can imagine that they're, they're all busy people. So this is what she wrote to me after watching the DVD. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to read 22 pages. I'm going to just read the first, uh, just the first two paragraphs. Uh, she said, Dear Dad, I had no idea what to expect out of this DVD. I have heard you speak of Esther and Jerry Hicks before, but I did not know what Abraham, uh, I did not know that Abraham was channeled by Esther. And that did not bother me one bit. It was funny because it was Sunday morning at about 7 a.m. when I decided to watch it with John, who's her husband. Uh, uh, this this Monday uh, morning now, and and I just watched again and again. And you are right about catching watching uh, catching different things. Her her writing. I'm I'm sort of kind of deciphering her writing. <laughs> as as I watched it again this morning, I found myself hanging on to every word and uh, and pursuing it, uh, even if I left the room. It speaks loudly to me because what is clear what has been cleared up for me and how simple a recipe it is i am very comforted by the fact that source energy is always there patiently uh waiting for me to reach and connect to the message clarified a lot about how to specifically connect every morning very simple very powerful i also heard that source doesn't judge and is not critical as i am of myself you spoke about an inner calling that wasn't a matter of if but when when I often feel this way about my story and I am talking more and more towards clarity and this, uh, I am often bombarded by this feeling. I, I look at my life with more awe and less judgment and I'm truly excited for what's in store and so on. Anyway, she goes on and on, but it was like, and so this is a, like a 20 page letter and I just got through half of the first page, but she was just so deeply and profoundly impacted by what Abraham was saying, and especially with the things that she was saying to me. And I think the funniest line in there is when, because, you know, one of the things, have you heard this, Diane? Have you? I have did. You? I've, well, mm -hmm. when we were working on the audio book, um, right. that's, that's coming out, and I've, I've listened mm -hmm. to a lot of it. And I think, um, and I know a lot of people, you know, might be skeptical. And I think even if you take that piece out of it, if you don't even want to think about channeling or, or any of that, right. just the information 
is is so valuable it's, it's and powerful that you don't even it, it, have that, to think of that. Right. Well, the entire Course in Miracles is a channeled material. The entire Urantia book is is channeled material, and I've always said that uh, you know all everything is channeled. You know, the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, I have no idea where they're coming from. Are they inside my head? Are, am I connecting to them outside? All of these ideas and so on. It's just one grand, great big mystery. But one of the things we talked about in the program was I asked about do do you pick your parents because I'm working on a book right now of a compilation of uh, of stories and, and vignettes and just little selections that people have sent to me over the internet about a book we're called uh, calling uh, Memories of Heaven, and it's you know little children's memories of uh, what t- t- took place and and one entire chapter of this is this whole idea of of choosing your parents and I've always told my kids whenever they give me a hard time about the way I was parenting as they as they were growing up that you shouldn't you shouldn't be criticizing me I'm just doing what I know how to do this seems to be the right way to do it for me but uh, you picked me to be your father and if you don't like what the way I'm doing it you should really be careful about you know making important decisions like that about why would you pick me I remember my one daughter said to me you're telling me that I picked you to be my father she said I must have been in a hurry <laughs> I said well you know when you're making decisions like that but when it, when Summer's letter what she wrote to me she said I loved what Esther or what Abraham said about uh, that we choose our parents even before we get here and then she put in parentheses sorry <laughs> so it's like sorry that I picked you guys and gave you such a hard time for so many years but uh, anyway it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should take your time making yeah, these big decisions. Right. I like that's that. A very, that's a very important decision. Don't be, don't be going in a hurry like you always are now. You know. So anyway, so what I want everyone out there to do, I'd really like you to try this. Uh, you know, either the CD or the DVD or, or the book, and any of the callers. You know, in the next two or three weeks, as you. Uh, um, as you talk to me on the telephone on the radio show, uh, I'll be sending you a copy of either the book or the CV, CD or the DVDs. Uh, but it's, I just think there's so much powerful uh, information in there that um, that can be very useful. And I think your point is really well taken, Diane. That's like, let let go of uh, how you think it got here and whether that's uh, an, an authentic thing and so on. And just say, is, is this val- information valuable? Because the thing that the thing I think probably the most important information that I that I got for myself as far as impacting me was when Abraham said that uh, that you know even if you're right and you absolutely know you're right, but but thinking about that thought that makes you right doesn't make you feel good, then you still want to dismiss you want to put that thought back and pick a thought what she calls uh, from your high flying disc, pick a thought that is going to make you feel good. And I was talking to my daughter, uh, one of my daughters, uh, about her uh, about her stepson, who's, uh, you know, she's been having some difficulty with, and um, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and 16 years old, and doesn't live up to what she thinks uh, how he should be, you know, doing things around the house. He just kind of lays around and all of that. And I said so, and she went on and on for about 20 minutes, telling me on the phone how right she was, you know, and it's like, and, and she was, she was absolutely right. This kid that does this and he does that and he doesn't help out here. And I said, but do any of those thoughts that you're having, uh, do they make you feel good or do they make you feel bad? And, and she said, well, what's the difference? I said, just tell me right now, how do you feel when you think about those thoughts that you are right about? She said, I feel terrible and I got to go in and see him and I got to go. I said, now what I want you to do is uh, is to try to pick a thought, you know, that makes you feel good. And, and, and then 
And that thought, you will build a momentum on it, and then you'll create another thought like that. And before you know it, you'll be a person who is selecting thoughts that uh, that make you feel good instead of make you feel bad. And being right is not anything that uh, you know that's really all that important. Uh, so just being conscious of how you feel with all the thoughts that you have, I think, is a very, very important lesson. And I practice it myself in some areas of my own life as well. It's like, you know, I'm absolutely right. I know I'm absolutely right. And that, but by saying, by thinking that thought, all it does is remind me of how angry I am because the other person doesn't see how right I am, or the person doesn't, you know, <laughs> so you know, and, and and on and on you go with it. And it's like, and towards the end of it, if you remember in, in the uh, in 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 the book. Uh, and in the program, I talk about GMOs and the ge genetically modified organisms and how they're engineering food and all the things that really upset me. And so I was like, I thought, okay, I know how to talk about to Abraham about all of this. But now I was going out and saying, but this really upsets me. I really get angry when I think about, you know, these companies coming along and, and engineering our food and changing it around. And she, and, <laughs> and she said, so you, you have to begin to think, you know, thoughts that are going to make you feel good because then you'll be able to make a difference instead of just joining the big you know the large collection of people out there who are who are going around all the time for feeling bad and so on so I've been really changing my mind about it and I, we were able to pass we were able to pass a referendum here on on Maui uh, to uh, to put a stop to some of this um, the, the chemicals that they're putting into our seeds and so on on the island it passed by 51 to 49 percent but for me it was like focusing on on the uh, on what it is that i want and what i want to what i want to want to create rather than on what i don't like and what's wrong and uh, i think know, if so people just get that you know that one main lesson think things will so totally shift because I, I did the same thing after I was listening to it and I and I always I love the high the high flying disc I just I think it's too. such a great metaphor <laughs> I and use it all the time now it's too. perfect it's perfect <laughs> yeah. and I was trying that over the weekend because I was a little down over the Thanksgiving holiday because I really wanted mm -hmm. to be with my sister and my nephew and we live far away and mm -hmm. you know so I was kind of feeling sad and, and I thought okay how can I change this thought and I started to think, okay, well, I'm really grateful for the friends I have here and what I'm experiencing mm. now and try to be here enjoying this instead of feeling sad for where I can't be. But right. even just making that one shift, it really does make such a difference. It does. And the big difference is, Diane, is not so much that it it's because it doesn't just change the reality. You're still stuck where mm -hmm. you are and you're not with your niece and so on. But what it does is it, it, it gets you into the habit of using your subconscious mind to fill it with thoughts that make you feel good. And after a while, that will become your natural way of dealing with circumstances that are, you know, perhaps, uh, you, you know, not uh, not exactly the way that you want them to be. But you can still learn how to feel good because your job is to feel good in life, you know, and, and, and not to go around being miserable. Because when you feel bad, then you then it impacts you certainly get tired. Everybody knows that when you feel bad you get tired uh and certainly you, you lose you get fatigued and then you know and then you get rashes and then your blood pressure goes up and then you know these you know endless thoughts like this over and over and over and over again produce you know physical maladies things inside of us that uh, you know that that wouldn't be there if our you know, our immune system wasn't so bombarded by all of this negativity. And we know that every single thought that we have has a chemical component in, uh, in our body. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.